98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Arizona Sports Saturday takes you around the NFL. Steve Zinsmeister, Joe Heisenga on Arizona Sports Saturday. Thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. It is around the NFL where we go around the NFL and we talk about the biggest headlines for each of the games that are going on this week. Let's start with the big stage for the Arizona Cardinals. They're facing the Rams on Monday Night Football here in Glendale. I think Monday Night Football is the biggest stage in football. I, I think there's a case to be made for Sunday Night Football, but Monday you're the only teams playing, so I think there's something to that. The Cardinals are trying to prove that they can win at home, like that they're as successful at home as they could be, as they have been on the road. And for the Rams, this is an opportunity to actually stay in contention in the division. You ready for me to ruin your game here? Go for it. Will the Cardinals stay on top? Like, uh, Trust me, as this game goes along, my headlines are going to get worse and worse. Will they stay on top? Yeah, will the Cardinals stay on top? Will they In will the they, division? Will, will they have this perception as the, you know, the most dominant team in the NFC and the NFL? And I, I know some people don't think they have that now. Right. But, but will they cede that, whether that be to the Rams, whether that be to the Bucks, We will see. I think if they win, you earn that. Well, if they if win, if you it, lose, it's still up lose? for debate nationally. If they lose, do they lose it? Yeah, that's fair. It's going to get worse. Just o- wait. Other wait. games in the division: the Seahawks at the Texans. Unfortunately, somebody has to actually win that game. Um, the Texans just announced that Davis Mills is going to be their new starting quarterback for the rest of the season. I got a good uh, one here. They should find a new quarterback. What's her headline? Will the Texans score? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Good news for them, though, is Jamal Adams is going to be out for the rest of the season. The Seahawks are actually favored by seven in this one. Uh, I think they might win by more than that because I don't have much faith in anybody on Houston, but Russell Wilson at least is still a good quarterback. He hasn't played very well this year, but at least there's something there. The 49ers at the Bengals, also in the NFC West. The Joe Bros from Cincinnati. Mm. Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon. They've played quite well this season. It's the Bengals' offense versus the 49ers' defense in this one. Um, the 49ers are 6-6, six and six, but they just lost to the Seahawks. So I don't know how good they actually are. Are both of these teams legit? That's my headline here. Are both of these teams going to get into the playoffs? We'll see how legit they are. The Niners need it more. Will they prove it on the field? They definitely need it more. The Bengals play in a tough division as well, but they've been healthiest in their division all year, so that that counts for something. The Ravens at the Browns, another divisional game. Both have playoff hopes. Baltimore lost Marlon Humphrey for the rest of the season. They faced a lot of adversity with no running backs all season long. The Browns are now playing the Ravens for the second game in a row, by the way. There was a bye in between, but they've played the same opponent two weeks, uh, two games in a row. I find that interesting. What's your headline there? Probably no Marlon Humphrey. I got nothing. You don't have anything on that game? No. All right, like, cool. no. The classic insights of Joe. It, it's the AFC. You don't care? No. No. Me neither. The Jaguars at the Titans. Boy, tell me how this one's going to turn out. There was a report today that tensions are boiling over for the Jaguars. Apparently, Urban Meyer uh, has had several run-ins with players and assistant coaches that came across a bit, I don't know, demeaning. Uh, reportedly, he told his assistant coaches, I'm a winner, you're losers, and what have you ever done in your career? So so I, I like where you were going there. My headline would be, will Urban Meyer be the first coach fired? Yeah, but might be. I, and Gruden doesn't count. He no. technically resigned. He wasn't technically fired. 
But I'm going to go with what does Tennessee have at the running running back spot? No Derrick Henry right now. Can they establish the run? And and I know he could come back later in the year, but can Tennessee, who looks like a playoff team, establish the run at all? Fair enough. Raiders at Chiefs. The Raiders have won five. Or sorry, the Chiefs have won five in a row. Good teams tend to turn things around at this point in the season. If you turn it on right now, you're in great position for the playoffs. The Chiefs are a good team. They're starting to do that. But Patrick Mahomes has had two bad games in a row. Zero touchdowns, two interceptions. That's over the past two games. So this is one of the toughest divisions in football, and the Chiefs are starting to separate themselves if they win this one. Can Mahomes still prove that he is an MVP-level quarterback in this game? Can he prove that this team is a Super Bowl contender? Saints at Jets. The Saints have lost five in a row. I don't think they're a good football team. I like these terrible games more for the headlines. They're much better. I don't like Taysom Hill as a quarterback, by the way. I think that they're trying to like force him into a mold that he just isn't. He might be talented in a lot of things, but I don't think he's this magical quarterback they're trying to force him to be. Yeah, see, you stole my, my line of thought there, but okay. I was going to say, you know, can... Can the Saints establish Taysom Hill? Like, is he a quarterback of the future for them? Or, you know, do they do they have to go back to Jameis next year? Or Ugh, I don't like that either. You know, could be, you know, maybe Russell Wilson? Oh, there's a headline. Cowboys at Washington football team. I still think it's hilarious. We're like two years into this, and we haven't renamed this team yet. That's going to be the team name. Both of these teams have at least four games left against divisional opponents. Which gives either one of them a shot at the playoffs. Obviously, the Cowboys are a little bit better positioned at eight and four. Washington's won four in a row, but Dallas is a tough challenge. Washington hasn't just won four in a row; has won four in a row as underdogs, and they are underdogs again on Sunday. So I will say Washington continues to win as long as they are underdogs. That would be interesting. If you're the Cardinals, don't you want the Cowboys to be as good as possible when you beat them in three weeks? You want every team to be as good as possible. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, the Lions next week. Yeah. Falcons at Panthers. We're going to get to the Lions here in a minute. Falcons at Panthers. Uh, The Panthers fired offensive coordinator Joe Brady this week. He was a pretty hot name in the college ranks, if I remember, before he went to Carolina. Uh, With Christian McCaffrey out, it'll be Hubbard, I guess, is their primary Chubba. Chubba. Um, Where is Kyle Pitts? What the heck? That's your headline? Yeah. I can see that written in a newspaper. What the heck? <laughs> Where's Kyle Pitts? Would you like to elaborate on that? Or? Yeah, he, he hasn't done anything oh, all, okay. all season. All right. <laughs> uh, hey, Matt Ryan, are you washed up and where is Kyle Pitts? Is he going to get the ball and get down the field? Are you going to prove that you were the top tight end in the draft and worthy of a top 10 selection in the NFL? Rule of thumb for me. Do you like that better? Not Don't just, take a tight end in the first round. Not just What the heck? What the heck? Where is Kyle Pitts? I, what I like better is you in the media scrum with Matt Ryan on a Wednesday. What the heck? Hey, are you washed up? I like when you did that. Uh, hey, uh, this is your game. I told you. It was going to get rough here. <laughs> Lions. Here's your Lions. Mm. Lions at Broncos in Denver. Mitch is there. He's supporting the Broncos. My girlfriend is there. She's mm-hmm. supporting the Lions. Terrible decision. It's 32 degrees there right now. Um, this game's actually pretty important for the Broncos, who need as many wins as they can get, and they're still kind of in the playoff hunt in a very difficult division. The Lions are actually coming off of their first win of the season, so they've got a win streak going. 
And uh, I wonder if that'll relax them a bit as they head into this one. No. Uh, the, the headline is, how many can the Broncos win by? Subheadline, who would win in a street fight, Mitch or Steve's girlfriend? I think I'm going to take my girlfriend. Okay. Uh, no offense, Mitch. You think? I can't believe you even I paused. know for a fact, I'm yeah. taking your girlfriend. I know for a She's fact. She's a Michigan fan. <laughs> I don't know how much that helps. The Giants at the Chargers, former Cardinal Mike Glennon, yes, he was a Cardinal for a short time, will be starting a quarterback for the Giants who just fired Jason Garrett in favor of Freddie Kitchens because that works out all the time. What do you think of the Giants at the Chargers? How much Jake Fromm will we see? Oh, boy. That's that's my – well, seriously – why do you want to see Mike Glennon? I don't want to see Mike Glennon. That guy I, he just the, will be playing. The largest neck yeah, in the does. NFL, and we know what Glennon can do. Don't you want to at least see Jake Fromm? He was a rookie a couple seasons I would, ago. Okay, honest, being honest Wait, here, let's see what Jake I would Fromm love to see what do. Jake Fromm can do. Wasn't he on the Patriots, or did I make that up? He was on the Bills, I want to say. Oh, the Bills. That's what it was. I think he was on the Bills. I knew it was or, in that division. Or was he Indianapolis? I don't know. I can't keep track okay, of it. See, you're, How you're, good is he if he's on all these different teams and he was just at Georgia like last week, I feel like. Jake from now. You look that up, Joseph. I, I'm on it. Bills at Buccaneers. The Bills were at one time considered one of the best teams in the league during this season, very early this season. Tom Brady, 32-3 and against the Bills in his career, so he's got the slight edge there. Uh, but a win for the Bills could go a long way to restoring their reputation as a playoff contender. You got anything on the Bills and the Buccaneers, or are you still looking up Jake Fromm? He was drafted by the Bills. Okay, you were right about that. I got nothing. Okay, you got nothing I on the Bills I was busy with Fromm. <laughs> Fair enough. Last one for you. Mm-hmm. Bears at Packers. Division game. Mm. Last time these two met, Aaron Rodgers declared, I still own you when he went into the end zone. He said that he was saying that to the fans, not necessarily to the Bears as an organization, but I don't believe that. Justin Fields will be back after missing time against teams like the Cardinals. So who you got in Bears-Packers? I got the Packers for yeah. sure. And Rodgers does own them. He does. That's the headline. Rodgers owns us. <laughs> Rodgers does own them. Yeah. I like that. That's a good headline. I'll take that. Yeah. All right. Those Double are all... check that. Yeah. You didn't have anything on Bill's Buccaneers. I was busy with Fromm. Fair enough. Fair enough. You want Bill's Buccaneers? Yeah. Where's Jake Fromm? <laughs> Not in that game. <laughs> he used to play for the Bills. Well, he's not there. He's going to be in, uh, not San Diego, he's going to be in L.A. You wanted the headline. Yeah, there it's, it is. Where's from? I'm just telling you where he's going to be. He's going to be in, uh, in L.A. All right, coming up next, the Cardinals, as we mentioned, get the big stage on Monday night. Will they use it to change their national reputation? It's coming up next on Arizona Sports Saturday. 7FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Arizona Sports Saturday. Thanks for checking out Arizona Sports Saturday. I'm Steve Zinsmeister, and Mitch Varelis is out this weekend. He made the bold, brash decision to go to Denver, Colorado to uh, fight the fierce cold winds and watch his Broncos take on the Detroit Lions. So Joe Heisinga joins me in studio, my good friend. Thank you for being here. Hello, Steve. Hello. It's nice to see you. Nice to see you. I see you every day, but it's nice to see you today, especially. Indeed. Um, Cardinals, it's weird this week. I'll admit that. There's a game on Monday Night Football, which is great, and it's the big stage. But that means there's a little bit of change up with the schedule throughout the week. So there was a Cardinals practice today. We find out that uh, there will be some players coming back from injury, but it looks like Chase Edmonds, Justin Pugh, 
and long snapper Aaron Brewer will all be game time decisions for Monday night. A couple of them would need to come off of IR, which could still happen on Monday. So stay tuned on that. But this is pretty much the healthiest the Cardinals have been since the beginning of the season. So that's something that's good heading you, into Monday night. Football. You had a, a big note a few minutes ago. Yeah. Cliff Kingsbury is not shaving his beard until the Cardinals lose. That came out today. Right. He says he's going to keep rocking it until uh, until the winning stops. And so let's hope that he looks like a lumberjack coming up in a couple of weeks. That would be good. I don't think Cliff Kingsbury usually rocks a lot of facial hair, does no. he? No. No, he's usually pretty clean cut. Yeah, he's got that. Maybe know, stubble at most. Boyish charm with a strong jawline that the ladies love. Right. But I could see I could see him with the beard. He like Ryan Gosling's beard. Now, are we talking like neck beard and everything? No, hopefully like, not. Or is it still going to be trimmed up? I'm not a neck beard fan. No. No. So what I'm doing right now it's Right at the point where it's but you're a at lot stubble. Of control. You're at stubble. You're like at one win in a row kind of facial hey, hair level. Lions. Yeah, I'm not shaving until they <laughs> until, until they, they win again. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. You're kind of flipping the script. Yep. Um, going on this week, the Monday night football game. It's the big stage. It's an opportunity. We were just talking about this. It's an opportunity for the Cardinals to either prove themselves to the national media and to people around the country, or if they lose this game to the Rams, I think it opens that that window of possibility that people are going to believe the Rams could be the better team and that this division is not as clear-cut as we think it is here in Arizona right now. I brought this up earlier. Let's play it again. Uh, It's our good friend Keyshawn Johnson, who has an ongoing rivalry with Gambo, which I find hilarious, by the way. And Keyshawn Johnson talking about why he doesn't have so much faith in the Cardinals going all the way this season. The problem is the youth. Mm. How much experience... Do they have on that roster and coaching staff to understand what the playoffs are all about? You gotta take some lumps before you can advance where they're trying to get to. Young teams just don't go to the Super Bowl. They're not handing out Super Bowl trophies like M&Ms, no matter what anybody says. They are a very good football team. There's no question about it. Yeah. But they haven't been to the playoffs yet. Yeah, sure. They haven't been to the playoffs as a team yet, not since, what, 2015 when they went to the NFC Championship game, but they're not a young team. Do you have a Super Bowl trophy over there? You know, I They're don't. not handing them out like M&Ms. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Do people hand out M&Ms? Is that, a, is that a phrase? Is that a saying that I missed out on? Like, do people do that? I think he was just candy, and he picked oh, a specific okay. one. Yeah, I like M&Ms. I wish people handed them out more. Um, he's just wrong. This isn't a young team. I mean, statistically, at OverTheCap.com the, over says the Cardinals have the highest average age of their players in the entire league. The Cardinals are actually the oldest team in the league. But is his bigger point that teams that haven't been to the playoffs and you know competed for conference championships, that, sure. that they don't win? I get that. If you want to say that you have to cut your teeth in the playoffs before you can go the distance, that's a good argument. I, I understand that argument. It makes sense to me. I, I think back to uh, the Warriors. The Warriors made it into the playoffs before they ended up winning all those championships in a row. Most teams in the NBA have that apply to them, where they have to go to the playoffs and lose before they can win. The, the Miami ex- Heat even did it. The exception was like the Pistons that year. They beat the the Lakers when they added. Did Malone they not go and, the year before Peyton. though? They, they didn't. They weren't expected to win and go that far. Um, I think that, I think they might have gone the year before, that. but I can't they remember. They probably did, but they certainly weren't favored to get that far, and they didn't lose in 
in the the championship. I get what he's saying. I, I understand a lot of teams do cut their teeth in the playoffs before they, they, they win the whole thing. Like, uh, you know, recently the Chiefs. Chiefs make the playoffs, then they make the quarterback switch, then they go the distance. I get it. But it doesn't mean the Cardinals don't have a chance. That's ridiculous. And by the way, they just added players like, uh, I don't know, just to name a few, Zach Ertz, who's been to the playoffs four times and won a Super Bowl, J.J. Watt, who's been to the playoffs five times, A.J. Green, four times, Matt Prater, five times. They've got Chandler Jones, four times in a Super Bowl win. Jordan Hicks won the Super Bowl. DeAndre Hopkins, four playoffs. Corey Peters, three playoffs. I mean, what are we talking about here? Just because a team hasn't gone and done it before doesn't mean they can't. I feel like Keyshawn's point here is simply that they should cut their teeth in the playoffs first before they can go the distance. Not that they can't. That's a dumb argument, in my opinion. And I'm okay with him having the opinion. He's entitled to it. But I just just don't agree. This isn't an inexperienced team as a whole. You can make the case that their coaching staff hasn't won much of anything. Cliff Kingsbury, as a head coach, hasn't done much of anything in the NFL. He had a losing record at Texas Tech. Uh, I think that's a fair argument. Vance Joseph wasn't exactly a great head coach. Uh, I think he's been a very good coordinator at a couple different places, including Arizona, where he might be the best assistant coach in the league. But I don't love the argument that just because they're inexperienced, I think he's talking more about Kyler than he is about the team in total. Because Kyler's in, what, his fourth season? Is this his fourth or third? I think it's fourth. Anyway, he's still young. I get that. But young quarterbacks win the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes won it in his third season. Russell Wilson in his second season. Ben Roethlisberger in his second season. Goff went to the Super Bowl in his third season. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Third season. This is his third season. Okay, thank you. That's I, what I'm here for. I'm the Wikipedia man. Yeah, research and development. Yep. But I feel like there's there's always that argument about the Cardinals, but then there's also this national perception, and I heard it from Keyshawn earlier in the year. I hate to pick on him too much, but earlier in the year, he said the same thing about the air raid offense, that the Cardinals just throw the ball around. They don't they don't really have a running identity. But, I mean, as Steve Kime talked about with Burns and Gamble yesterday, that's no longer the case. You have to build an offense that's capable of running the football. This offense has is, is, is really come a long way, and, and that's a credit to Cliff because I think that Cliff has, um, I, wanna, I don't want to say he's changed in a lot of ways, but when you take someone like Sean Coogler, who's been in the NFL for so long and to me is one of the best in the business, and you uh, sort of morph some of his ideas into Cliff's ideas, it's, it begins to have like a checks and balances system the way I see it. I just feel like a big win on Monday night could do so much for the national perception of the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm and I'm talking about Kyler Murray, I'm talking about Cliff Kingsbury. It, it's almost like this win could justify all that we know here in Arizona that people don't know nationally. A win on Monday night means more to me than most of the other wins that they already have. Is that fair? Oh, of course it's fair. I mean, there's a, there's a lot on the line. And... If the Cardinals lose, even though they'd still be the top team in the division by record, you know the argument's going to start up that the Rams beat them more when it counts. It was later in the season, and the Rams are the better team. Yeah, because, I mean, to Keyshawn's point a little bit, like the Cardinals haven't played in a lot of big games. They played uh, arguably a big game at the end of last season against the Rams. That was the uh, Chris Strebler versus John Wolford game. But neither team was at full strength. Neither team had their quarterback. And so... Yeah, I get it. The Cardinals haven't played in a big, important game yet. They haven't done that since 2015, and most of their players from that team are gone. The only ones that still remain off the top of my head are Corey Peters and 
Chandler Jones, maybe a few others, DJ Humphreys. But this team is experienced. They've added that. Zach Ertz, J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, Matt Prater. They've added a ton of guys with a ton of experience for that reason, because they were a young team in terms of experience. And now they're one of the older teams and more experienced, and they have playoff guys. And so a win Monday night could prove a lot. But like you said, a loss could also just fuel that narrative that they're already challenged with nationally. But they need to ignore all of that. You know, the the experts, the insiders, all of those things, they know what this team is capable of. The, the team does, the coaches do. That's what they have to stay true to. Because the last thing you want is to have that that argument start up more and more that, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, as the season goes on, has these long losing streaks. If you look at, you know, going back to his days at Texas Tech, loses more games than wins in the second half of the season. And it's, you know, I don't have it in front of me, but it's, you know, he'd go... Two and four, three and six, four and five, where he would lose more games. You don't want that to start up this season, and it hasn't. And you and you have to put that to bed. I agree. So, like I mentioned, with the Cardinals playing on Monday night, the schedule is a little wonky. So there was a Cardinals practice today. What happened out at that practice? We'll ask our Cardinals insider. That's coming up next on Arizona Sports Saturday. Seven FM, Arizona's Sports Station. It's Arizona Sports Saturday. And it's a weird Saturday because there's no Cardinals game on Sunday, but there is one on Monday night. I'm Steve Zinsmeister filling in uh, for, well, Mitch is usually here, but he's not here because he left for the Denver game uh, against the Lions. Not sure why he would want to brave the cold, but it's just me here on Arizona Sports Saturday holding it down. And uh, with that odd schedule for the Arizona Cardinals, I'm going to turn to my Cardinals insider. His name is Tyler Drake. He covers the Arizona Cardinals for ArizonaSports.com. Tyler, you were out at practice today. Normally, we don't get Saturday practices. How has the schedule been different this week because of Monday Night Football, and what was practice like today? Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, just uh, almost everything's just pushed back a day. Uh, you know, we, we got our Zoom calls in in the beginning of the week, and and yeah, it's been Thursday, Friday, Saturday of practice, and and now it's uh, on to Monday night. Uh, it seemed like it was a pretty good practice. Everybody was in good spirits. So yeah, yeah, they think they're ready to rock. What did we learn at today's practice? Was there any uh, injury update that we should know about? Uh, not necessarily, other than, you know, uh, Chase Edmonds is going to be a game day decision. Him, Aaron Brewer, and Justin Pugh, all, uh, all three of those guys. Uh, so that's some good news, at least. Uh, obviously, Brewer and Edmonds still have to be activated off IR, even though they were designated to return this week. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, on a non-injury news kind of deal, uh, Buda Baker wasn't at practice today, and he is, uh, you know, he's been uh, kind of chomping at the bit. He's about to be a dad, uh, have a baby girl, so he's either, it sounds like he might be in the process, they might be in the process, or something along those lines. So, you know, uh, you know, well wishes to him. Congrats to him. And, and yeah, but uh, that's that's about it from practice today. Any concerns that that could hold over and cause Buddha to miss the game on Monday night? It didn't seem like there was much concern when we, you know, when we talked to Cliff. Uh, I know Buddha, uh, Buddha Baker is going to try to do anything he can to be out there. And, and you know, the type of player he is, I bet you he, he's, he would love to go out there and put on a show right after having a, having a girl. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, it's, it, we'll have to see. I mean, it kind of depends on, on the labor and delivery and all that stuff. You know, 
having going through it, it is it's it's a process. Uh, <laughs> so we'll we'll see. It's it's kind of a we'll see. I'll, I'm going to pull a Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> yeah, I suppose we'll give him the day off if he's having a kid. Okay, I, that's fine. Um, all the best to him and his family, by the way. But how much are the players talking about the big stage of Monday Night Football? What it means to them and what it could mean for this team moving forward. Uh, yeah, you know they're they're uh, still they're they're keeping on that one and zero mentality, just trying to take it as a normal game. Uh, obviously, they know what's at stake. Uh, Corey Peters mentioned it, and and I mean, there's really no getting around it. Um, they they win and they they clinch a playoff. I think they, a playoff spot. They they understand that they're uh, they're they're locked in, and and I mean, what a better way to do it? Monday Night Football with playoff implications. I mean, you can't really script it any better for for a Cardinals team that has proven a lot of people wrong so far. So. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's just uh, one of those national spotlight games. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury <laughs> threw it back to the old uh, Hank Williams uh, theme song when I asked him about uh, what, what Monday Night Football meant to him. And a couple other guys just talked about the national spotlight and just, you know, that's what you play. That, I mean, when you're growing up and you're you're running around in the school play yard, I mean, that's what you want to do. You're, you're mimicking that Monday Night Football game. At least I was when I was growing up. So uh, it, was, it was cool to see those guys actually, you know, have those similar thoughts there. Talking with Tyler Drake, he's our Cardinals insider at ArizonaSports.com. With that national stage comes the national perspective of the Arizona Cardinals and what this win could do for them and their national reputation. I've been talking about this a lot today. You know, I I think there's a lot of misconceptions about the Cardinals and, you know, they run an air raid offense, which we know not to be true. Kyler Murray's a scrambling quarterback, which we know not to be true. Um, Do you think that that national narrative is how other teams feel about the Cardinals, or is it just a national media perspective? I would say, you know, for me, I think it's probably more of the national media. I think NFL teams are going to do their due diligence no matter what's being said on on how a team's operating. So I'm sure teams are watching them and seeing that uh, they're not so much an air raid, and they're they're running the ball really effectively. So uh, I would say that if if they're – a competent team, they're probably looking more into it than just seeing what ESPN or Keyshawn or whoever wants to say something. Fair enough. Yeah, I've been ripping into Keyshawn a little bit today. But um, let's focus in on one player that I'm really uh, really honed in on lately, James Conner. He's been fantastic, great addition to the team. Steve Kime de- deserves a lot of credit for that one. Chase Edmonds, as you mentioned, could be back on Monday night. We don't know for sure yet, but he could be back. What does the running game look like when you add Chase Edmonds back into the mix? Because uh, Connor's been so good, you can't take him off the field too much, can you? No, and I and I would assume that they'd probably uh, ease Chase back in. So I, I mean, for the most uh, for most of it, I think Chase would probably still serve as the primary uh, receiving back if he did end up playing Monday. But I think they want to you know limit that uh, limit the stress on him and and give Connor you know maybe the bulk of the running carries or rushing attempts just because. Uh, Edmonds is coming back from from an IR stint if if he can come back. So I would I would assume it's still going to be a heavy workload for Connor, and I could see Chase sprinkling in a little more in the receiving game. ESPN NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky says he would rather have Matthew Stafford than Kyler Murray. Granted, I'm pretty sure Matthew Stafford was his teammate at one point, so maybe he's a little biased. Uh, I'll ask you to be completely unbiased uh, as a Cardinals <laughs> reporter. Who would you rather have, Matthew Stafford or Kyler Murray? Oh man, I, I'd rather have Kyler Murray. Like I, I get where Orvlosky was trying to go with that, but I just it, I feel like half the stuff you couldn't even really 
to talk about because, one, Kyler Murray has hardly been in the league compared to Stafford. So all of the ranks and all that stuff, I you got to throw that out the window. I mean, we're talking about Monday night. Like, that's that's what we're talking about. And for right now, I'd rather have Murray. I mean, the dude is, is doing everything that the Cardinals want him to do, and he's doing it without doing it with his legs. Like, he is becoming more of a, a pocket presence, and he's – one of the most he's the most accurate quarterback in the league and then you can't really doubt that i mean the stats say it themselves and you got stafford coming off i I know that he had a decent game had one of his more cleaner games against the jaguars but before that he was a pick six machine so i i mean the turnovers there and just when he's not on that team's not on and i feel like at least with the cardinals if tyler's a little off he's still going to get backed up by that running game and and just and his receivers, and so I, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying Murray all day. I, I, I respect Stafford. I think he's a great quarterback. But if we're getting into it for this game, I'm going with Murray. Talking with Tyler Drake, he's our Cardinals insider at ArizonaSports.com. Last one for you, Tyler. I will ask you this. I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but let's say, let's just imagine that the Cardinals drop this game to the Rams on Monday Night Football. Tuesday morning, what will be the bigger narrative against the Cardinals? Will it be that they can't win at home, that they're less successful at home than they are on the road, or will it be that the Rams are the better team in the division? I think it's going to be, if the Rams end up beating the Cardinals, it's going to be more of, are the Cardinals a pretender? That's what it's going to be more. I th- I, I think it will be something on, yeah, Ram, are the Rams the team to beat in the NFL and on top of that are the are the Cardinals a pretender so I mean that's the biggest thing and and obviously when you win if you get to 10 wins double digit wins you know you're not a pretender but I mean it's just it's how it's been seeming the last couple weeks and and if that is the case Monday I could easily see that being what the headline is first thing in the morning yeah I mean I hate to play pretend but that's what we do here on the show sometimes so hey Tyler thanks so much for uh, calling in after practice today appreciate you working hard even on the weekends look at you hey hey we got to keep it keep the content churning right all right man we'll talk soon and uh, enjoy the game on Monday night all right see you man all right brother that's Tyler Drake he covers the Arizona Cardinals for us at ArizonaSports.com thank you to him for joining us on the show on the 72 sold sports line get your price at 72 sold.com And I think he's right. I think there's going to be this narrative if the Rams win this game that the Cardinals can't win the big ones. Even though I I made the case earlier, the Cardinals are five and one against good teams this year. The Rams are two and four. And a lot of their wins, they're what, eight and four? Six of their wins are against truly bad teams. I'm not talking about middling teams that are like, you know, five and seven, six and six. No, I'm talking about bad teams. Some of their wins are really atrocious. So I'm not saying the Rams are paper tigers. They still got a lot of talent on that team. You've got Aaron Donald, who's won Defensive Player of the Year multiple times. Jalen Ramsey, who a lot of people think is the best corner in the league. Von Miller's over there now. Leonard Floyd. They got a good team, man. And that's just the defense I just named. Matthew Stafford is a good quarterback. I mean, this argument we're having about Dan Orlovsky, would you rather have Kyler Murray or Matthew Stafford? It's not like, it's like 1A, 1B. It's not number one versus you know like some guy who's in the middle tier of the NFL. These are both great quarterbacks. And that's why I love this matchup on Monday Night Football. It's an opportunity for the Cardinals not only to get a win in the division and kind of put it all to bed, because like Tyler just said, they could clinch a playoff berth with a win here. More importantly, they, they prove to the rest of the country that the Cardinals are actually a good football team. I think a lot of people around the country saw that Carolina, that lost to Carolina, and... 
It was bad. It was ugly. Don't get me wrong. And a lot of people saw that and said, ah, the Cardinals are pretenders. But you got to realize the context of it all. There was no Kyler Murray in that game. There's no Chase Edmonds, if I remember correctly. There's no DeAndre Hopkins. There was a lot of stuff that, that, that went on in that game. And then the loss to the Packers, the, the only other loss of the season, was to a very good team, a very good quarterback, coming off of an MVP season, by the way, and they lose on the last play of the game. That's pretty close, if you ask me. The Arizona Cardinals have done pretty much everything they needed to do to prove themselves this season, but I understand there's this national media perspective, and maybe maybe some teams view the Cardinals the same way, but I, I think Tyler's probably right. It is probably just a media perspective that they can't win in the big games because they haven't played in a lot of them, and I get that. But they got good. They got everything. Now that they've got James Conner, who we talked about, great running game all of a sudden. Kyler's got the highest completion percentage in the league, highest Q, uh, quarterback rating. They've got everything going for them right now. Their defense has been on fire. The back end of their defense is fantastic. Jalen Thompson all of a sudden looks like a star safety out there. Their corners, who I, I got to admit, not a lot of big fancy names. Byron Murphy, uh, Robert Alford, Marco Wilson's a rookie. They've been fantastic this season. The pass rush, Chandler Jones, you know how good he is. Mark uh, Marcus Golden's got double-digit sacks this season in his second stint with the Cardinals. They've got a little bit of everything on this team, and I think it's time that people stop sleeping on them. All right, coming up in the show today, one of the great rivalries in college football will be on display. It got us thinking, what are some of the great rivalries right now in all of sports? We're going to talk about that coming up next on Arizona Sports Saturday. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Footnotes on Arizona's Sports Saturday. All right, footnotes is when we typically get to things that are a little bit off the beaten path, things we haven't discussed yet here on Arizona Sports Saturday. Steve Zinsmeister with you. Joe Heisinga, my good friend, is here with me as well. And Mitch is not here, by the way. He is in Denver. He's also your good friend, though. He, uh, depends on the Saturday, okay. I guess. Depends on the topic. No, he's a good friend, of course. Um, we were just talking. Today is Army versus Navy, which yes. is one of the great rivalries in college football. I would argue it is the best. I almost never watch it. I watch parts of it every year, but it is the best for this reason. Okay. Because think about what they do off the field. The spectacle. Yeah, not not just the fighting, defending our country, all of that, but they are united. 51 weeks of the year. <laughs> no, they are. Yeah, no, and then you're you've right. got this. It's like unlike any other rivalry because most rivalries, I mean, I'm a Michigan fan. You're a Ohio State fan. I am, yeah. We will always defend our teams. But here, I will even concede to you that has not been a rivalry the last 10 plus years because Ohio State yeah. has dominated it. And, and you could make the case Army Navy, not such a great rivalry, too, for that reason that Army's dominated it over Navy lately. But most of the time, these two are on the same side. In this case, though, they cannot stand each other, and they fight unlike any other. The football is totally different. You've got the triple option going on. Oh, it's it's just the best to me. They still do the triple option? Who do they think they are? Georgia Tech? What? Yes, of course they still do the triple <laughs> option. It's what makes these teams great. Why do they always do that? Is it like their head coach that does it? Or is it like an Army tradition? I don't think... Or they, Navy, Navy. It's Navy that does the triple option, right? Both teams. They both do? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. But I've I never watched this game before. I don't know the history behind why they do it, but here's what I do know. Is during the season... 
teams struggle with these teams because they essentially only have a week to prepare. These two teams, and they're it's weird. always so low scoring because they play for this every single week. They right. know what to expect. How are they weird? It's like playing themselves. Well, I mean, triple option. That's weird. I don't think it's weird. It's weird. I would always do it when it's I would non-traditional. play like NCAA football, the video games. Oh, I love the It's coming option. back in the summer of 2023, by the way. Oh, okay. I read that this week. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe it, but, you know, another year and a half and then we'll have that back. But it got you and I thinking of a couple things. Of Is it the best rivalry just in college sports? No. And, and what I really was it's thinking not. of, too, was, like, who are Arizona's? Not And not U of A. But who are Arizona's rivalries? Because they're always going to say L.A. Oh, you mean but, like who are who are our rivals? But the issue as a state? is if you asked L.A., they're not going to say Arizona. Yeah. Arizona's like fifth on the list. Well, it depends on the sport you're talking to. I think if you say the Cardinals, who is the Cardinals' rival? I yes. kind of think the Seahawks. I think a lot of Cardinals fans would say the Seahawks because the Seahawks were the best team in the division the last, I don't know, decade? Or do you say the Cowboys because no. so many people here no. are Cowboys fans too before there was a team here? Or or because they were in the same division for such a long time. Yeah. And older people remember that. I don't remember that though. I was Because you're young. Yeah, come on. Yeah, quite frankly. No, I don't think the Cowboys would. If you're the Cardinals, I think most Cardinals fans would say. That I think they would say the Seahawks. The Seahawks are their number one rival. Would the Seahawks agree with that? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. I think they would say the Rams. Probably. What about, okay, let's switch to baseball. The Diamondbacks. I think Diamondbacks fans would say, say the, Dodgers. the Dodgers. The Dodgers certainly would not pick the Diamondbacks. No. They would say the Giants. Yes. Who compete every you know every other year basically and and even after the Giants they would probably Padres? say like the Cardinals some like historic yeah. franchise right. type teams. Uh, what about basketball? The, the Suns are going to say the Lakers. Suns will say the, the Lakers. Lakers but the are Lakers say the Clippers or the Celtics. Or you know you've also got you know Bulls, Knicks, like yeah. Pistons, like they're going to pick the big dominant franchise. What about hockey? I don't, I don't pay too much attention to hockey. What would Coyotes fans say is their big rival? I think they would say the Kings. The I think Kings it should are be not going to say the Arizona Coyotes. I think it should say Vegas. That would be very interesting, just out of like regionality, mm-hmm. like where they are. Don't think it's a word, but that might not be a word. I don't know, but I went for it. Um, but, in terms of college football, you said Army Navy not the best. No. So what are you going? Well, I have a list of the top twenty-five in front of me. I think Ohio State Michigan's the biggest rivalry in football, and it's not because I think I it mean, is. Ohio State just dominated Michigan. Okay, I think it all time. You look at the all time because they're relatively even all well, time, aren't they? Michigan fifty-nine, fifty-one, and six okay. all time. It's, that's relatively. Here's the other thing too even. that I would say: Alabama Auburn is going. That's a good to one. Argue. That's a good one. They lay claim to it, too. Yeah, I think Michigan, with recency bias, I think Michigan has kind of ruined that rivalry a little bit. They've won, what, three times since 2001? Is that right? (laughs) They've won, like, one of the last ten. Yeah, exactly. So Um, so Here's here's another point you brought up. Arizona and ASU. Where where does that rank even in the Pac-12? Because you have to go... USC, UCLA. Yeah. Don't you have to go Cal Stanford over that? I mean, the Maybe. band is on the field. Definitely was a bigger moment. It's not both. Uh, USC has other rivals across the country, too, like Notre Dame. Of course. And what about Oregon and Oregon State? It used to be known as the Civil War. 
Yeah. Well, I that's think, a little dramatic, but yeah. And I still think ASU U of A probably is the better rivalry than those two, but Oregon is clearly far and away the best team. Okay, and then this isn't two Pac-12 teams, but BYU and Utah, the Holy War? Ah. <sighs> It, it, it's all. It involves only one Pac-12 team. I it know. all depends. Yeah, there's a lot of context at, at play with each of these because, like, when you're in it, like I went to ASU, you went to ASU. We're yes. very much in that rivalry. Mm-hmm. But from the outsider's perspective, I don't think anybody cares about ASU and U of A playing each other. No, outside of this state, it's the longest rivalry, right? Doesn't the territorial cup? Isn't it like the oldest trophy? Yeah, something like that. But I, but. ASU has dominated it recently. U of A's been awful. And, you know, is it a good game when both teams are good? Sure, but what's, it doesn't stand out. What's the best rivalry in every sport? Baseball. It's got to be Yankees-Red Sox, right? Off the top of my head, yes. Okay. Basketball. Celtics-Lakers? Bulls-Pistons? No, Celtics-Lakers was better. Okay. Uh, Football. NFL. Cowboys Niners. When Cowboys those, Niners. When those dynasties were changing hands. Maybe. But I mean, okay, so if you want to go historic rivalry. I don't know. Am I missing obvious ones? I feel like I'm probably, probably missing we are. obvious ones, but I don't know. New York doesn't what, have what a lot. What about like Bears Packers? Yeah, that one goes way back. I think you probably go with Bears Packers. That's a pretty good one. All right. Well, it had us thinking because of the Army Navy game today, which I will not watch. By the way, I'm not. I'm just not going to watch it. I don't want. I have zero interest You're in watching two teams person. running the triple option. That's not real football. It is real no, football. No, it's really what not. What are you talking about? It's really not football. It, <laughs> I need to see people throw the football for it to be real football. You are un-American. Not going to watch any Army-Navy. Fine with me. Un-American. Steve Zinsmeister. Hey, thanks for uh, checking out the show today. It is Arizona Sports Saturday. Thanks to Joe Huizenga for hanging out with me today, buddy. True American. Yeah, you're a true American. I might not be. Thanks so much for checking out the show. Thanks to Trevor Henry behind the glass as well. It's Arizona Sports Saturday.